Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 148 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premiere video game and, for some reason, anime podcast. Is there another big anime podcast regionally uh, out there? Uh, unless we fight uh, against uh, Renee, Renee for uh, supremacy and take his away. Oh, no. Renee combines it with his trucking stuff? Uh, yeah. I know they, they speak highly about anime. You know, he's big, he's bigger in anime and manga than he is in games, so... We need to take him out. We have an inside man. I eliminate uh, him, sir. I only uh, only dabble in Demon Slayer manga, so I <laughs> cannot help you. Um, because I, I at some point you know me, sir, and I don't want to get off the, on a tangent. But if I start on manga, then I will have a full room full of manga because it won't stop. It'd be like a fucking library. Yeah, I um, found all mine. I just got to clean up some of the pages. It got kind of grungy being in a shed for ten years or however long it's been. Uh, lots of news tonight. Uh, most of it not anime related, it seems. Uh, Brand, I threw one in at the end. Apologies. That That's is good. anime related. Uh, yeah, Anthem, uh, EA's big anime property, Anthem. So your news tonight. Uh, we have your BlizzCon 2021 highlights. Uh, Sony Play at Home initiative, which is always a good thing. Stay, keep your ass at home, keep playing. The unreleased game that became Star Fox Adventures. I've played this. I'll touch on that a little bit. A new way to play Neo Geo Pocket games. What's wrong with the way we've been playing them? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, New PlayStation VR for PS5, finally unveiled somewhat. Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skaters coming to new platforms. Uh, Star Wars Republic Commando coming to new platforms. And Anthem Next is no more. I think they were calling it Anthem Next. I can't remember. I, of course, with the bad memory and Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Newsmaster Brant McKee. And it was Anthem Next. I thought it was. Maybe I'm the newsmaster. Uh, guess who's not the newsmaster? Cesar Concepcion the second, but he's here. I'm here. I've given up on the news. It seems like completely. Uh, at least somebody's done their part, and I've done none of it. So. Oh shit! You carried us for a couple months there. You everybody pitches in in their own time. Boss uh, Brand does such a good job of it. Brand, if you start fucking it up, somebody else might. <laughs> no, nobody's going to go around and accidentally put the news together. Uh, nobody's going to fight you for it. Trust me. <laughs> Uh, we appreciate you do, for doing God's work. Yeah, yeah, Cesar, yeah, Cesar prefers to be the nudes master, but nudes master. Yeah. But then he just decided clothing is required. No more nudes. Yeah, you know me, nudity and a rogue. Rogue was last week's theme. And yeah, we my, did have an arc there of uh, no clothing required, so that's kind of a new spin we've put on it. My, my coworker heard that and he just said we were dumb. So that was with the rogue, yeah. <laughs> okay did he tell us we were dumb and did he tell a couple friends about our podcast <laughs> probably so he just told me he's like y'all dumb listen to these idiots yep uh tell at least two people and hope they tell two people and then we're okay it's the erotic visual novels they man. to be ever since we brought erotic visual novels our viewership and has gone up 100 so. percent. who would have thought <laughs> our soundcloud's taking off they're gonna pay for our subscriptions uh, this year that's all that's all they needed to put in the erotic visual novels or tag in there and people are like oh look it's another yeah. podcast full of culture. <laughs> that's not a uh, that's not a genre they thought they had to fill on their, <laughs> their platform. They'd be solely disappointed to know that uh, most of my uh, visual novels I play are the edited ones because uh, I I can't do the erotic ones. None of that makes sense to me. So it's the uh, Dr- the Drake meme uh, video game podcast. Arage podcast. There you go. <laughs> we, we're going to be the quarter market. I, I can't think of anybody who has one. So. That means we're all got to play it and, and hate it. Ugh. 
All right, is this our is this our path to success? Is this where we? <laughs> this is our niche. Is this where we reboot? Uh, is this what we become? It'll be it'll be horrible, man. Because you know how uh, that community what's horrible will be successful. That community is very uh, that community is very vocal. So if you have we, we're like uh, treading a eggshell. So bring on the feedback. <laughs> we don't get a lot of feedback. I can't, man. I can't. I, I just play regular visual novels. I can't play naughty stuff, man. It's just it don't make sense to me. It just doesn't. So that's our like ninety percent of what you described is naughty. Go back and listen to that last episode. <laughs> Wait, bring out his special edition, the the super sexy edition, whatever that. Oh, yeah. was that the missing girlfriend? Yeah, actually, there you go. actually, stop right now. We're all on a we're all on a camera. We're all on a computer. Cesar, just show us your mouse pad. All we need to see is your mouse pad. <laughs> sure. Oh boy. Okay, what's the mouse pad? Wait oh, a minute. Oh, Turn we need it around. to see it. We need to see it from the other angle. <laughs> oh no! It's... <laughs> okay, flat as a board and regular. Let's go, I, I, Brent. I, I, Brent, show us your mouse pad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not using a mouse pad. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I just don't have that. Uh, like I, I, I think I, I follow somebody on like uh, for like anime deals, and they were like, Jay listed put this body pillow, and it's like a nine hundred dollar body pillow. Pillow. It's like a monster. It's like a monster girl. I'm like, how many pillows fit in that thing? That thing's like this long. I'm just laughing because it's like somebody's like, you need like four full size pillows to fill this thing. It's like, why is it nine hundred dollars? Who's buying this for nine hundred dollars? That's gonna they're gonna make a Somebody giant very evil lovely. lady out of that one. Who's bringing people home to this on their bed and be like, watch out, this a nine hundred dollar body pillow? All right, I called Joel out. Here's my, I have one of the larger style. The Corsair. Yeah, I mean, we know, dude. You didn't even know what a neurotic visual novel was, so I'm not even gonna ask you your question. <laughs> you ever heard like, you know my mouse pad is safe. <laughs> we, I mean, Brent, we know you Brent, have a Brent's Brent's mouse pad. dying laughing because he knows what I'm talking about. You're over here like, what is that? <laughs> You're like the old man in the room. Yeah, but when y'all explained it to me, that was the best bit. <laughs> <laughs> then I could mispronounce it the rest of the game, the rest of the episode. <laughs> hey, that, oh, mis- shit. Mispronouncing is part of the fun. That's what I do, too. Yeah. Come here for your that's, game. Stay for your naughty visual novels. and that, That's uh, how you know there's a true fan, because bad. the true fan will fight you. Like, no, it's pronounced this way. I'm like, all right, back off. There, man. I don't think you need There's an accent over the U. Didn't mean to trumpel over your pride there. <laughs> Your preferred genre of media. <laughs> hey man, whatever floats your boat, go for it. It's a staple of anime. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta buy my stuff on a website that's separated from Steam. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> Incognito browser on everything. Uh, oh man. I was like that yeah. secret Steam store. <laughs> yeah, some uh, some website where uh, you get everything digital rights, media free, and then um. You gotta you do everything through PayPal or uh, Bitcoin or some shit like that. Some way to mask your identity. Sounds shady as hell. It's uh, about accurate, probably. So about accurate. Mm-hmm. I would I, I wouldn't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've only heard tell of it on the internet. I don't I don't I don't partake. It's my only exposure. All right, let's jump straight to news. There was a BlizzCon uh, BlizzCon 2021, an all digital event. Uh, this news comes from The Verge and Andrew Webster. Uh, these, the these are your... Do what? The dictionary? Yeah, Webster's dictionary. Uh, he actually alphabetized <laughs> the uh, news and gave them articles. And, and now... Uh, and, and, and listed all the terms from BlizzCon in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not sure we want all the BlizzCon, <laughs> BlizzCon terms. BlizzCon A to Z. Uh, a for Arcade. Uh, actually, B for Blizzard and C for collection. Cesar, what about that Blizzard arcade collection? 
Um, Give us the ABCs. Easy. I won't talk about my games play, but I did pay that 2020 cold dollars on that game, and then I fired <laughs> up uh, Lost Vikings. All right, there's more and, to it than that. We know that's your, we know that's your get. And that was it. I mean, I opened it up. It's like, oh, I can choose from Super Nintendo. I can choose from Genesis, and then some kind of definitive version that combines the two. And then I looked at the other two games in there, and I was like, mm, which I think was uh, Rock and Roll Racing and Blackthorn. Blackthorn. And so I saw the not two. To touch those. I saw the two versions in the trailer, but I didn't know what they were. It's just each port of that game. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Kind of like they did with like Aladdin and Lion King and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think they, um, I know for the Lost Vikings, I know they, the Super Nintendo one, which is the one I played growing up, and then the Genesis one I never played. I think that was the one they actually added a, a multiplayer up to three players. And then the, and then they came up with the, they called the definitive version, which includes like the best of both worlds. And that's new to the collection. So how did you play multi, how did you play three players on Genesis? Did they ever come out with a multi-tap or was it that weird cartridge thing that I've seen for some games? Remember they made that, they made that Pete Sampras tennis or something that had the built-in cartridge ports on the cartridge Uh, or uh, controller ports. I got a web browser open here for these, for this reason alone. (laughs) Let's see. Instant fact check. Google.com multi-tap. All right. We got A, B and C out of the way. D Diablo (laughs) four. There Still some ways away. Just floating on there, man. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> an actual... There's a multi-tap with the Genesis called the Sega Tap. Sega Tap. Oh, okay. Yep. And it's uh lets you do four characters, and it's four characters. Four uh, controllers. Does that say it, what games it supports? It's the, it's the Sega Tap in Japan, and it was called Team Player in America. Boo. Player. I've never heard of that. It's uh $24 right now on eBay if you want it. Super cheap new in box. New in box? What can we play wow. with it? Besides Pete Sampras tennis and Lost Vikings. All right, um, multi tap Genesis. No, so we're already called, off on our first sound. It's oh, called the team man. player. Um, no, I'm not gonna go through all that. Uh, do 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 do. Um, I'm seeing pictures of Mega Man: The Wild Wars. Multiplayer. Uh, this is a great question. I don't know. I don't feel like uh, diving deep in there. <laughs> I'm going to a website that's telling me the 18 different versions of a multi-tap in the Genesis. Uh, it's very historical. Here so, we go. Uh, they must have like licensed it out, kind of like Hudson picked up the Super Nintendo one. Here's the official Sega multi-tap games. ATC Tour, Barclay Shut Up and Jam, Barclay Shut Up and Jam 2, College and Football's and National Championship, College Football's National Championship 2, College Slam, which I used to play a lot way back in the day. Three uh, people? Just being by myself. Uh, Dino and Dina's Soccer, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, Fever Pitch Soccer, Head on Soccer, General Chaos, Gauntlet 4, Inchidon R, which is a great shooter, uh, International Rugby, International Superstar Soccer Deluxe, J League Pro Striker 2, Pro Striker Perfect Edition, and then Pro Striker Final Stage. Was this like Street Fighter? Pro Striker? <laughs> they just had iterations of it with new power ups. Um, Lost Vikings, uh, Mega Bomberman, uh, Micro Bomber Machines 2. Mortal Kombat 3, NBA Action, 94, NBA Mortal Jam. Mortal Kombat 3, how many people would you get in the... <laughs> how does that work? I don't I'm not, I don't know. Just pass the controller. I don't know the Mortal Kombat lore. Um, like a so. third Mortal Kombat fighter in the middle of the t- other two, <laughs> trying to fend off both of them. I, I, I don't know, was there a tag team in that game? Um, NBA... <laughs> but so one was, person uh... has that Genesis thing where you stand in the middle of the ring. <laughs> the, yeah. What was that, like the Enforcer or something? It's that one guy just keeps uh, choosing Luke Kang, just keeps doing the damn bicycle kick over and over again. Um, <laughs> NBA Jam, NBA Jam Tournament uh, Edition, NCAA Final Four, NFL 95, Quarterback Club, Olympic Gold, Party Quiz, Pele 2, Pippin, Pepin Ga, Pengo, uh, Sega Sports 1, Slam Dunk, 
Tent R, Tiny Toon Adventures, Ultimate Soccer, Wimbledon, uh, World Championship Soccer, World Cup, Warms, WWF Raw, uh, Raw The Greatest Game of All Time, Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, 36 Greatest Holes. <laughs> Let's assume golf. <laughs> um, with two rounds of golf, 36 Greatest Holes. All right, uh, NFL Quarterback Club, uh, NBA GM Tournament Edition. These are all 32X right here. WWF Raw. Uh, I think that 36 Great Holes is 32X, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now that we're on the second CD, uh, Dungeon Explorer, Dynamic Country Club, um, Super League CD, NBA Jam, Gauntlet, NBA Hang Time, Street Racer, Super Skid Marks, weird, Wayne Gretzky, and then ESPN National Hockey Night. And then there's, uh, I'm not going to go any further because there's a whole bunch of EA multi-tab games. Oh, hell it's like no. every, every reiteration on here, but here's the ones most, this is the one you're talking about. The J Cart multiplayer games, no multi-tab needed, extra ports on cart. Peace and Tennis. Peace Emperor's Tennis 96, Micro Machines 2, Micro Machines 96, Micro Machines Military Edition, weird, and then Super Skid Marks. Uh, Again. Uh, yeah, they're back. <laughs> All about Return that Super Skid Marks. <laughs> oh, shit. So basically, a bunch of sports games, Lost Vikings, Tiny Toons, and Bomberman is what I took from that. Yeah. <laughs> and NBA Moral Jam, Combat. NBA Jam's most important thing out of that whole list. And Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> Yu Yu Hakusho, yeah. For, for Genesis. All right, uh, moving on to D for Diablo 4. Still some ways away. B uh, Blizzard has already said it won't be launching this year, but we got a glimpse of what to expect thanks to a new trailer. Uh, staying on D, I guess D Part 2, Diablo 2 Resurrected. Blizzard also officially unveiled Diablo 2 Resurrected, an HD remaster. It's coming out for PC and console with Switch, PS4, PS5, Series, Xbox. Xbox Series X and S, and will include cross-progression between console and PC. Um, Overwatch 2, Blizzard unveiled some new information. There's two new maps, weather effects, and redesigned looks for four characters I don't know. Brent, you played some Overwatch, right? And Wasn't did. that one of your jams? Okay. Yeah, for a good bit. That, this that is kind of surprising. Great. Like I always thought it was one of those live service games. They would just iterate on the same one. Like I would never think it would be a, you know, an Overwatch 2 would come out. Well, I mean, and they've said that, that even if you, even if you don't upgrade to Overwatch 2, I think they said really the biggest thing for this is there's going to be a single player campaign in this one. They will continue to update and support the original Overwatch, um, adding the new characters, new maps and everything like that to the original one. But if you want the addition of of the new like story mode and all that then and i'm sure they'll they'll probably throw something else in there to to try and entice people to buy it um but i think the main the main draw is is the story mode for overwatch 2 gotcha is that lore that deep like i know these characters have backstories and all that kind of stuff but they they kind of keeping up with i mean they kind of really just uh just came out with the first game and then as they went on they produced web comics um basically like animated shorts and things here and there to to kind of inter inject lore and backstory into these characters and it's i mean the community really jumped into it um for me, it didn't really matter too much. Some of it was was interesting and cool to see, um, but I mean, it, there's obviously a market for it. I mean, yeah. I, I love single player campaigns. I mean, 
Amen. Half the majority of the games I play, I play for the single player campaign. All right, that's your uh, majority of your BlizzCon news. We covered your BlizzCon A to Z. Might be a good podcast title. Uh, PlayStation at Home initiative. Play at Home from PlayStation, that is. Uh, This comes from Gamatsu and Sal Romano, the greatest reporter in Gamatsu history. Uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment will bring back its Play at Home initiative that they first unveiled in 2020. Um, Gamatsu notes that last year we got Uncharted, the Nathan Drake Collection, and Journey as our free titles. And this year is going to be from March through June. Uh, Starting March 1st, everyone, all PlayStation users, will be able to redeem and keep the 2016 title Ratchet & Clank. It doesn't matter whether you are PlayStation Plus or not. This is for everyone. Yes, everyone Um, play this game. It's a good game. It's a good game. Starting March 25th, Funimation, uh, Cesar's Disclaimer, Cesar is a part owner of Funimation. A joint venture of Sony Pictures Entertainment and Anaplex of Japan will offer extended access for new subscribers to Funimation or Wakanim? Wakanim? Help? I don't know. This is the uh, new, That is the New Zealand version of Funimation. So. There's our clarification. In the countries, yep. they are available. More information on the further free games and entertainment offers will be announced in the coming weeks. This is why uh, Sony... Spent that cool billion dollars to get uh, anime around the world because all they have is Funimation in the United States, and then Mad was a Madman in the U- Madman in Australia, Wacom, an Anime Lab in New Zealand, and Manga Entertainment in England, and they have no footprint anywhere else in the world. The only thing I thought was funny was that they finally added a. Uh, Portuguese and Spanish dubs on Funimation, and it was weird because I started watching an episode of Attack on Titan and decided to just choose a Brazilian dub for me, and I was like, I don't know what's happening. Cool. But yeah, why I not? Like, I guess they're running into issues, so I had to go in there and <laughs> and change the dub to something else. So I was like, all right, all right. So look forward to your next uh, play at home games unveiled. Uh, this comes from The Verge and Chris Welch. Uh, Rare's unreleased N64 game Dinosaur Planet has leaked. You can already see the Star Fox, Star Fox influence in this late build of the N64 title. Uh, this is, of course, the game that would turn into Star Fox Adventures once Nintendo saw the lead character, who was uh, apparently originally the little cute fox character from, or tiger character, I think it was, yeah. from um, Diddy Kong Racing, right? And um, this is actually towards the, the build that was released by uh, the website is Forced of Illusion. And I've been following them for some time, so I actually saw this when it came out, and then everybody sort of jumped on it. Um, but it's late into the build because it's not; it has started to turn into that Star Fox version of the game. So this is actually playable on emulator or native hardware. I actually downloaded the ROM from, you know, they purchased this ROM from somewhere and made it free for everybody, which is the dream. Uh, it took a little bit of finagling with the way my uh, flashcard saves games, but I actually got it up and running, and this is a gorgeous, gorgeous N64 game. It it really shines on a CRT. It looks amazing. And uh, I only played the first like intro level, which, which very much mirrors the opening of Star Fox Adventures. Uh, you're flying in with Krista. Um, there's, uh, what do they call them, Sharp Claws, I think, on the, on the pirate ship. Uh, you open with it. It goes seamlessly from the opening cinematic into a almost Panzer Dragoon esque uh, shooty bit, I guess, uh, with the ship before you land on it. And 
I don't know if my flash card is saving properly. I think I, I tested it, but I never went back in there to see if it saved. So <laughs> that will probably decide whether or not I keep playing this game or not. But actually FaceTime, Russell, this was, we've noted on this podcast, that was our first GameCube game. Like we got the GameCube for Christmas and Star Fox Adventures and we forced Cesar to play through it. What was that been about four or five years ago now? Uh, I scarcely remember. <laughs> You don't scarcely remember this one of the highlights of your gaming career. Uh, not, I remember saw the back of my eyes a lot. So. <laughs> Falling asleep. Mm-hmm. And we, we woke you up to force you to play your turn. To run around a temple where I didn't know what I was doing and y'all just laughing at me because I'm like, I don't know what to do next. <laughs> and we didn't want to play it either. Uh, but hopefully, uh, I, th- I think it's playable all the way through. I've seen kind of mixed reactions as far as how it wraps up. From what I've heard, it's, it's mostly finished there's uh, i guess it, it's not 100 percent playable uh if you are gonna play it i guess flashcart is the is the best option playing yeah. it on emulators apparently is giving people a lot of weird glitches and bugs yeah um, a friend of the show michael was playing it i know he was playing it on a, a n64 emulator with an xbox controller and he was asking me about my flashcard like you know he was specifically saying i want to play this with a original original hardware and the real mm-hmm. controller but yeah, from that, I watched a little bit of uh, of some gameplay, and from that opening, that first vibe I got was Panzer Dragoon. Yeah, and just that flying bit, and then once uh, they got off uh, their whatever that creature was, uh, and got onto the back of that ship and, and started doing the combat, and then opening tre- I'm like, it's like Panzer Dragoon, and then mixed with Legend of Zelda, and. Yeah. Like, what is going on? This looks insane. Yeah. You can see the roots of what would become, you know, Star Fox Adventures once once they fully went in with that license. Mm-hmm. But it looks to be fully playable. Uh, the ending is uh, is up in the air. I don't I don't know that anyone has gotten that far. Uh, you could be the first, sir. I'm sure they have at that point. The game will currently... Forced Evolution Notes, the game will currently not run 100% perfectly on emulator. Expect many glitches. It ran perfectly on my on my EverDrive though. Um, and the Verge notes that this has been a great month for game preservation because uh, GoldenEye 007 is playable in the same manner that this game is. But I know that one you can beat. I know you can play all the way through that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brant, do you have a flashcard yet for 64? I do not. It is definitely one of the things I Oof. am looking to get. Oof. They're pricey though. So the one the I use the ED plus sixty four. That's the one I have, and it is actually sixty four dollars on eBay. And I'll send you that link if it's something you're after. And I've had no issues with it. It's it's played perfectly for me. When uh, Cesar and I go on our blitz kicks, we usually actually end up playing uh, blitz off of one of those. Uh, I know we could get into the weeds on this, but have you run into any compatibility issues? Because I know there's some. There's some rare games that cannot run due to um, basically their lockout method and things that they did. I've where, played Banjo on it. I've played Perfect Dark on it. I've played Ocarina on it. Um, this game, I put that ROM on there, and it's the first mm-hmm. time I've taken the card out of the cart. Like I was nervous putting it in my computer like, oh, God, I'm going to wipe out the OS and everything else that this shipped with. And I just I downloaded that ROM and renamed it Dinosaur Planet, and it just shows up in my list. I think it's I think it's after uh, Gone Quackers, uh, Donald Duck, or <laughs> right should. before. Yeah. As As it it should. Should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I haven't seen any issues, Brant. 
And if you want to check it out, you know, next time we hang out, check out the flashcard and, and see if, you know, run something through its paces and see if you have any issues. Awesome. It's, I want to say something crashed. No, um, we, we ran into issues here and there with uh, Blitz, but it's like random and it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. It's not, it's not cons- I would, We haven't like, seen a game where it's consistently crashing. I mean, you'll have your hiccups here and there, I think, when we try stuff yeah. out, but it was nothing like it. We, it's not like a game you always start in and it always crashed or something like that. I'm kind of crazy about this stuff, Brent, and nothing about it says, man, I wish I would have got the $300 one. You know, I've never encountered that level of. I want to say something does not run, though, now that you've mentioned that. But it's not any of the. It's not your big, you know, it's not your big hits. It's not yeah. something that you'd be like, oh, my God, I can't play this game. It's like Tetrisphere or something, some shit random like that. That Oh, God, there were there were some random Japanese ones, and they were like that weird pinball game or something like that that ran fine, so. Yep. Or that weird shit we started playing. <laughs> we played that train game, too. Remember, we never could get that train to get going off the station. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Not anymore, man. I, I still remember the fucking chariots of fire thing. That's all I care about. Oh God bless the <laughs> Xbox chariots of Circumus Maximus. Uh, but it actually shows on the on the boot screen. It, it says expansion pack detected and everything. So I definitely say give the ED sixty four plus a go. Uh, the build the Verge notes is from December first two thousand. Um, that we got. I can't remember when that game came out, but we got it. Christmas 2002. I think it might have come out come out that fall of 2002 because it wasn't super old when we got it. Next up, Brant, do you want to take the Neo Geo Pocket Color Selection compilation? Yeah. So this is a Gamatsu again with Sal Romano. Really, this this is Neo Geo Pocket Color. Um, games. It's a small selection of specific titles. Good selection. Uh, yeah, has has been uh, is actually announced, and I think it's already uh, already out and available uh, digitally. So the compilation will include the following titles: you have SNK Gals Fighters, Samurai Showdown Two, King of Fighters R Two, uh, The Last Blade Beyond the Destiny. Uh, Fatal Fury, First Contact, SNK versus Capcom, uh, the match of the millennia, and all titles are currently available uh, digitally on the eShop for seven ninety nine. So I know Richard has, uh, say, talked a, a good bit about uh, loving his Neo Geo Pocket Color. I don't know if you have any. Uh, Experience with the Neo Geo Pocket Color, Cesar. Not uh, re- not recently, and I mean, at one point I was going to purchase it, and then that's when they went belly up and canceled it. So, mm. I know I, I personally have haven't had a Neo Geo Pocket Color. Uh, they looks like an awesome handheld, but it is it's nice to have these games in a in a collection where they're readily available. Because um, I know yeah. it's it's harder to find. Neo never, Geo never, Pocket Colors and, and never, those games. Never forget Analog Stick. Never forget. Yeah. Apparently that Analog Stick is the shit. The clicky stick? Yeah. Analog Stick. Always. Never motion controls. Always Analog Stick. I love it on mine. All right. That's your Neo Geo Pocket Color selection story, right? Mm-hmm. Until you said right. <laughs> Correct? 
Correct. Oh, kind of a kind of a side offshoot. Did y'all see the analog pocket as supposed to be uh, back in supply chain? Really? I had not seen that. Uh, yeah, I saw that they're going to go through and cancel those bots, and yep. they're going to kill the uh, bots, kill the pre-orders on eBay. Um, supposedly, we'll see if eBay does it. Uh, and hopefully, they said they're going to produce more. So, and then plus, the, hopefully, they'll free out more from that one. They said they might go on sale again. So. Good for them. Get rid of those bots. Yep. They said you should be able to, throughout 2021, you should be able to get, their goal is to make sure you can get an analog pocket if you want one. So that is, that's definitely good news coming from analog. I think they took a pretty bad press hit on the last go around. Yeah, they don't want to be another uh, Polymega, so. <laughs> Speaking of which, it is February 24th, Cesar. Want to give more us days. a live Polymega update? Absolutely nothing. Um, I follow the Twitter th- uh, thread where um, people bitch and ask for a refund, and they're like, contact support, and somebody gives out the warning, like, hey, I've been trying to get a refund for the last three months. Uh, they've been dragging their feet. I think He said, I think their plan is they're going to process your refund as the console comes out so they can deter people from refunding. And that's his theory. He has no proof, but... I wonder supposedly... if I should go ahead and throw my name in the hat, because uh, what's his name? Pork Chop Express? He threw up some misters, some complete builds of misters today, and I was like, "Would rather have a mister than a fucking vaporware console?" Well, I mean, it's already EOL with that chipset, so they don't produce that uh, CPU anymore. So, <laughs> all right, Cesar, what's our move? Our weekly Polymega update. <laughs> um, I I told him I give them to them. I'm, I'm the end of my word. They got four more days. Uh, after that, I will contact support and be like, "Hey." You said the end of February, it's uh, March 1st, so never say I was never a patient man. Right. I was, I'm was. i secretly waiting for them to do the little, uh, I, I give it another, you got four days, I give it like another three days, and then we'll get the like secret, like, oh, something happened in June, and I'm like, all right. Chip I mean, shortage, it's not our we, fault. We chip already shortage, been, COVID, you know. Well, I mean, the chip shortage is, is bullshit because it's our the chip shortage is, is EOL. They don't make those chipsets anymore, so we're we should be able to, to get them and get them cheaper than ever. Well, we're already have to we're already gonna have to pop it open and put and upgrade the chipset so automatically to CPU. I mean, at this point, I might as well just build a PC. I mean, that's what it is, anyways. We were promised FPGA to start with. I'm right there with you, dude. I'm I'm tapping out. I think I'm done. I uh, basically. I, I hooked my I had a tinker week and I'll talk maybe I'll talk about this in games played I, maybe I won't touch much back on it I hooked up my modded Wii to my CRT I had to I had to go I had to hook it up to my plasma and go into all the emulators that I had and take them off a of progressive scan because as soon as I fired them up on the CRT they were just shit in the bed so I had to downgrade all those to like regular uh, you know uh, interlaced composite and get it out of that mode and I just played a couple games on there and I was like okay I have Turbo Graphics Library, I have Super Nintendo, Nintendo, Genesis, uh, Game Boy. I'm like, I mean, the only, the only thing we're missing, right there. We're, the only thing we're missing out is what PS1 and Sega Saturn, and we can do those on PC. And then you have the added benefit, you could already do PS2 on PC. So it's already the same thing. We would just, yeah. we wanted the box underneath our TV. And it was, it that, was pretty, it was. It was a pretty good idea, and it was yeah. pretty attractive to say, "Hey, you can use 
all your collection that you've already got. It you know loads onto the system, and then you don't have to worry about wearing out your discs, wearing out the oh, optical drive in, every time. Backups install. Yeah, that backups will install. It, it'll it'll connect to online. You can download uh, English patches and, and whatever else for for uh, different region games and play them like this and that. It was a it's a good solid idea, but so it has bore no hardly any fruit. None. Uh, controllers and zappers. People are. I mean, at, yeah. At this point, I'm I'm ready to just return everything and then just buy an Xbox Series S, which can do the exact same thing for less money. So. Yep. Pay that developer and just ten dollar developer mode and just mm-hmm. download emulators on there and just you're good. Hook up an external hard drive and I'm done. So uh, I talked to a friend of the show, Michael, today. He bought a Series S to do just that with. Yeah. He's doing it. He's doing it right now. He's loading RetroArch and everything on the Series S. So at, at that point, it's I mean, it's cheaper. It's, you save, I think, what you save. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I will save two hundred dollars if I went that route. So. Yep, and those consoles. The I mean, we the whole illusion was that it would be a console under your TV, and you just pop the disc in, right? But that that is a PC at this point with these same emulators that that thing was going to run. Yeah. No advantage. We 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 paid for the convenience, and we knew what it was going in. We paid for the convenience and the and the ease of access, and I guess whatever OS they were they were going to lay over everything. But it just yeah, it, they were trying to do the whole. Um... It's these misdirections, it's, man. It's the, it's the ease, like you said, the ease of a console. That's all it was. I mean, yeah. they have their online digital store. Where you can buy these games that uh, we can download digitally. Everything can be saved locally on there. I mean, but at this point, it's like there's outside of the fact that they sent these prototypes to YouTubers or market yeah. personalities. That's yeah. the only thing we've actually people. gotten any. Yeah. Yeah. I signed Which, up for one. I sent them a long essay about why I would want one, but I guess I didn't have a high enough follower count. Yes, I mean they need the publicity. So unfortunately, uh, you did not fit that market. So Metal Jesus got one. Yeah. Hey, he 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 won. We lost. Did he? Did he win? I, did Metal I, Jesus he, win? Yeah, some he has something to show for. We have uh, literally yeah. nothing. He has hardware he didn't pay for. We don't have hardware yeah. we did pay for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at that. You know. Uh, this is not mean, even the news. Why are we talking about Polymega? I, I apologize, everybody. We do this every week. Uh, Weekly Polymega. Welcome to our therapy sessions. Session. Uh, yep, therapy sessions uh, <laughs> where we just vent our anger out at uh, random companies. Uh, this week's uh, company from the next year will be uh, Polymega. Uh, play was it Play Magic? Whatever the fuck they call themselves. And our buyers remorse segment is officially closed. Yeah, uh, Sony announces next gen VR headset for the PS5. <laughs> I could bitch about Polymega for a long time. Uh, the Verge, uh, this is the article that Brant chose out of all the mini VR PS5 articles he found. This one comes from Tom Warren. Um, basically, a better field of view, higher resolution, and a single cord. Everything we've ever asked for for PlayStation VR. All we ever needed and all we ever wanted. <laughs> Not coming this year. It's not 2021. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've kicked around. You know, we got, we all got the special adapters for our PS4 VR units, and they've they've kind of been here and there. Like, I saw some of the – well, the attach rate was, like, less than 5%, I think, for PS4. And then someone yeah. else someone else noted they sold less um, PSVRs than they did the iToy for the PS2. But, uh, I mean, I contributed to a bunch of those iToy sales. Not going to brag or anything, but – I, yeah, sold I, a shit ton of those. I think they said. I mean, they clarified. Well, it was a Daniel Ahmed. He said that where he clarified that they they're hoping advancement in technologies. What why they're sticking with it versus uh where they abandoned the other platforms they had on there before. Right. 
So they're uh, hoping that that one core connection, I guess they're confident that the ease of this next generation one is going to be enough where they feel that they can make a difference. So another big point, I can't remember if it was on Met or not, but they were saying that, you know, Sony, if Sony were to drop out of the VR space, it would be a huge blow to VR development and everything else. So it's one of those factors where you want that player. I mean, we give Oculus shit and Facebook and them, but the more players you have in this game that's driving this tech and this adoption and all that kind of stuff, the more it's going to be, it's going to be accessible and mainstream and it's going to drive competition. And, uh, you know, hopefully that killer app does come around. Um, uh, I would love to see, go ahead, Cesar. No, so I think the biggest thing for Oculus is that whole, uh, the force use Facebook thing. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if it's any different than, you know, PlayStation, you're forced to use their, their account, but I mean, I, I just know, you know, the whole social media thing aspect on them where you're like, you have to use it to get access to Oculus is a big, um, turn, turn down for a lot of people so yeah. I mean, it's a deterrent for me so um, I mean, outside of that who i mean who else is out there so i mean they also the talk about you know yeah they also talk about how they're planning to redo the the controllers for vr and add some of the um features that are found in the dual sense so they're they're oh, really they're really God. trying to work. Yeah, they're really. I mean, could you even imagine uh, if if they put some of those haptics inside the actual like headset or something? Just crazy. Um, or I mean, I'm sure they'll they'll be 3D audio compat compatible mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So I mean, it, God yes. I, 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 even though I mean, this is basically just saying, hey, it's it's kind of in development. I mean, a lot of people are speculating. It's they're probably just saying this because either dev kits may be going out to certain people already, and they're they're trying to get ahead of the curve because you know people always be taking pictures and posting shit on the internet. So look at this it, thing. Yeah, I mean, we already have fucking iPhone. 13 leaked out, so I'm like... <laughs> I saw that, too. I, I, I seriously, I was about to buy the iPhone 12, and I was like, 13 is, like, super different. I was like, I'll just wait until September now. I was I was getting there. I was like, it's been two years since I bought my phone, and my battery's been wonky in my watch, and I was like, nah, I'll wait the six more months now, because they said the difference was uh, drastic on the, ne- the next model. I was like, yeah, I'll wait. You can wait. But yeah, just like Cesar said, I mean, you have HTC and Oculus, but Sony's big, and if they're gonna like revolution, like that's the other one, yeah, yeah. If they're if they're gonna change, uh, you know, the whole thing and kind of revolutionize it, kind of like w- reinventing the wheel over here with the Dual Sense, uh, <laughs> it, we we could be in for a super immo- immersive, super unique experience with the new VR. I just thought of a way you can sell the new PlayStation Five VR. PlayStation package, package it in with the console. It's <laughs> <laughs> a guaranteed sale, right? Yeah, yeah. Perfect attach rate. There we go. Like the old Connect. I'm sure. I'm uh, sure we'll get we'll get that VR right around when we we'll probably get slim PS5. So that checks out. Uh, I think it was Danny O'Dwyer said he would like to see a killer app launch with it, like uh, maybe Half Life Alex, like a non compromised version. Yeah, that would be a big get. Um, I have been a, a noted delayed adopter on VR on both the original and the HDR headset. This is a day one for me. I will day one be trying to procure the new the PS5 VR. That is same. 100%. I know Cesar's in the same boat. Yeah, when have I not day one anything? It's a sad life. Somebody's got to live it. It's been a while. Um, thinking, thinking hard. The only thing I didn't day, uh, day one is a series. That's it. 
There we go. I got something. Yeah, but that was like that was like choosing between the 360 Pro and the 360 Arcade, right? You you got. I don't know, man. I'm known for doing stupid shit like that. We're like, eh, I can take one both of these. Not that stupid. You don't have a PlayStation Digital, do you? PS5 Digital? I've thought about it. <laughs> I fucked around, right. had it in my cart, and was just like, kind of like circling around to buy me, buy it now. I've thought about it. <laughs> uh, so Jim Ryan gave a quote, uh, given this was our first foray into virtual reality, it gives us a chance to apply lessons learned. One of the very vivid illustrations of that is that we will be moving to a very easy single cord setup. Uh, it already got easier with that second iteration, but I definitely see where that's a, a go-to. I, I think and one of the biggest drivers for PlayStation VR the first go-around was Shuhei Yoshida. Remember him saying it was like the most exciting project he'd worked on at PlayStation since the PS1. Um, I think as long as he's around, he's going to see see this keep being driven. And um, it's not a bad thing. PlayStation VR is awesome. Anybody who has yet to play it needs to experience it. Uh, next up in news, as we're taking forever to get through news again. Because that's us. Somebody tell me about that next-gen Tony Hawkage. It's the thing that's coming out. Just not all at once. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> the thing that's coming out. Uh, it's yeah, an it's old game. Who would want to play this? Yeah, it comes out, what, uh, next month? Um, no, well, next month for uh, PS5 and Series X. Uh, all right, so the, the biggest news in this is getting through the weeds of the upgrade path. So let's just yeah. make sure we hone in on that when we get to it. Because it's... it's it's backwards of what we usually expect. So here, here we go. Um, I'm just going with the upgrade path because I can sit here and tell you it's coming out for the Switch, but we don't have a date for the Switch version. Um, right. So I'm not going to go into details about that. Just come at some point at the end of the it year. It is coming to Switch after Tony Hawk kind of teased it with the Crash Bandicoot news from last week, which was really yeah. cool Twitter stuff. Yeah. I was on the web page for the version, then it told me that my iPhone was infected, so wait for it. I have to reload the page. Wait, uh, but your iPhone's inf- infected. Don't yeah, reload all, the page. All I did was just close it out and then close the tab. Um, then, so it's coming out for the next uh, current gen console. So uh, there's several ways of what they call pass the victory. Um, if you own the, <laughs> I love that marketing spin. <laughs> uh, if you own the digital deluxe version of the older gen games, you can download the next gen upgrade for free. Uh, unless you're in Japan, no, no free for use, 100 yen, which is a dollar. Again, uh, wasn't that the Crash Bandicoot situation? What is their deal over there? I don't know, man. We they, just talked about this, right? Everybody gets it, but fuck Japan. I don't know. <laughs> uh, if you originally bought the game digitally, but don't have the digital deluxe version, you but can... fuck Japan. <laughs> 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 oh, God, if we had lewd titles, that would be our oh. Everybody gets it, but fuck Japan. <laughs> <laughs> that could take it out of context, but I will all allow it. Um, we talked about that last episode. Uh, you can pay $10 to upgrade to the cross-gen deluxe bundle, uh, which includes the content for the digital deluxe version. Uh, basically, you're paying $10 to get the uh, deluxe version. Uh, if you have the physical PS4 version of the game, uh, you will be able to upgrade the PS5, You, but you'll need to keep the disc in there. That's given. If you have the physical version of the Xbox One version, you're out of luck. There's no upgrade offer for the Xbox Series <laughs> X and S version. <laughs> At least they broke it down for us. I mean... Xbox has been so good about smart delivery. Like we've had confusion and discussion on this podcast about, you know, how does the PlayStation upgrade path work and do I have to pop the disc in and which version of Spider-Man am I actually installing? And this is like where the first blatant Xbox, like what happened? Like you have to buy a whole new SKU. So I I know people with the physical copy of this and uh, the one particular person I know, he will not have that upgrade path on his, on his series X. And that sucks. The path of victory, man. 
I mean, that's what he's used to. He pops in Call of Duty, he gets the best one. He pops in Halo, he gets the best one. He, it's not going to happen with this. That that throws well, off their whole thing, you know? I think, yeah, the, the honeymoon's over because remember EA was trying to break it up originally when they came out with Madden because they were going to do that same bullshit, remember? And then they got a lot of back uh, backlash and like, all right, all right. Because they let everybody get that one year for free, basically. Because I, I don't think that's going to happen again. So. Cause you they think did the they're already starting to roll it back? Uh, well, I mean, I, th- I think at this point, I think they're expecting somebody to pay for something. I think it's a whole, if you're not part of the smart delivery program, I guess it has something to do with the smart delivery system on Xbox. That's the whole reason why. Because it doesn't Microsoft, do it on... Microsoft, do, do you not pay them to keep up with that, though? Do you not say, hey, let this slide, let's see how many people actually convert this, and then we'll cut you, you know, whatever percentage that is? I, I think uh, we'll see after this. You know, after it happens for the next couple of games, you know, Microsoft's pretty good about addressing stuff, so... You never know in a couple months, they might like, oh, or a couple weeks. Like, we worked out a deal, and you get the update yeah. right now. So, you know how they are. It just all depends. So, if enough people complain, there's something they'll probably look at, and they'll probably bring it to the table. Like, all right, what do we need to do to uh, make sure this doesn't happen, you know? It seems to me that that marketing buzz would be worth that compensation of whatever that, you know, whatever that transfer they want is. Because it's not even a $10 fee for them. They it's don't get smart delivery. It's not a $10 upgrade. You have to buy. You don't own Tony Hawk for Series X. I mean, the only thing I can think of is just the way they treat their games on Xbox. Because when you have those that are compatible with the Series X and S, they all use that same achievement list. They don't treat them as separate games. But when you have the upgrades for PS5, the PS, uh, PS4 to PS5, there's a whole different trophy list. It's like it's, it's completed. A, it's treated as a different game altogether. That's how they do those upgrades. So it's not like it's all combined together. So, so I don't know if that's something to do with that. Are they starting to separate that now? Is that are they it, past Sony's the honeymoon always, phase, like you were saying? No, I'm yeah, talking so, about Microsoft. Microsoft, I don't know, because uh, remember they, I don't, they were always a possibility, you know, because remember they advertised smart delivery, not all games would be compatible with it. So I don't know what their criteria is for smart delivery. So it's such a good, like I haven't experienced, but it seems like such a good thing, and it seemed like such a marketable thing. Like, hey, buy the SKU, and it's gonna, you're gonna get the best version on Xbox, and now that's fallen off, and it's, we're not even six months out from launch. It's like. How long is that going to be a thing? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if you if I'm looking at it from a, a neutral perspective, I'm wondering if they're losing out on something, and that's why they're not doing it. Because if it was like a it was like a alley oop or hole in one or something like that, it's like a, a given right. they would have done it. But I mean, right. there has to be some kind of some type of monetary value they're losing by going smart delivery that they felt that it wasn't justified for them to do it that way. So by now, Activision probably. Activision has that data, right? They're looking at that and saying, okay, uh, Assassin's Creed could have made this much money or we could have made this much more money off of... The Call of Duty didn't even do smart delivery, right? So has Activision ever done smart delivery with Xbox? I don't think so. And I remember EA almost didn't do it either. So I think they only said they were, like I mentioned before, they only didn't for this uh, last year's Madden and FIFA was it. They weren't going to do it again this year. So I think you have to do some kind of uh, upgrade fee for them to get... To jump up the version, I think for this uh, this coming year. So unless, right now, right now, something Microsoft, Microsoft and Ubisoft, on. right? Yeah, I could be wrong. And then Microsoft could have worked out the EA afterwards after they had their EA deal. And they had a Game Pass, so there could be a deal that might have remedied all that. So I don't know. That could have changed. Hmm. We'll see how this plays out. But uh, uh, put this one in PlayStation's favor, which hasn't really been. The category you've been putting the uh, the tally in so far next gen. Yeah, Sony's been real. Um, the last couple of years, they've just been like real front, like this. It is what it is, and they just post it out there. So, right. I, I, 
they think they're doing it at that point. Uh, so those next gen Hawks are March 26th. Yeah, also like, coming. Was, was it like two weeks after the Vanicute ones? Yeah, I think so. It's all in the same month, right? I think big month for remasters for them. They're gonna they're gonna burn it up again. Those are gonna be big sellers. Uh, the next week after that, if I got my math right, two weeks after that, maybe. Uh, cult classic mm-hmm. Star Wars Republic Commando is getting remastered. This comes from The Verge. Remastered. <laughs> is getting remastered. <laughs> Uh, for the PS4 and Switch, skipping the Xbox platform it originally launched on. Uh, Republic Commando, the mid-2000s cult classic tactical first-person shooter, will get a new life on modern consoles for PS4 and Switch for $14.99 on April 6th uh, via Aspire Media. Uh, the studio previously worked on Star Wars Episode One Racer, and they're currently working on Stubbs the Zombie. They were recently bought up in that. Didn't we talk about that last yeah. week or two weeks ago? A couple weeks ago, yeah. They are famous port masters. Now, I never played this game. I bought several copies in order to have like a fallback for land parties. Like, all right, let's say there's only three people here. What are we going to play? But I always heard this uh, was highly revered, this this campaign for uh, Republic Commando. Have you played it, Brant? I have not. Same boat, despite owning multiple copies of it. And they do note that it, even though it's not coming to Xbox, it is a backwards compatible game for, that is for true. Xbox. So did they that give maybe, it to us one month? Maybe they I just might a, have. Maybe. Yeah. But twenty eighteen is when they added it. It must have been yeah. that last round of backwards compatible games. I mean, we got it for free at some point, didn't we, for Xbox? <laughs> like, that's we just what we talked about, saying. right? Yeah. yeah. We thought we got it for free at some point. We did. I wouldn't be surprised if it rolled back around for Xbox that same month. Yeah. Potentially. Oh, we didn't put it's the list. We didn't update. put the next Xbox list on there. I mean, I don't think it matters because, you know, the, what was it, Racer what? and all those eventually came on Xbox at some point. They just came later. So I imagine the same thing's going to happen this one. I'm not sure why they're not coming day and date. So, yeah. Uh, we but, just then, but, but, but then again, PlayStation's finally getting Turok after, what, four years, so. I didn't realize that was a big deal. I saw that on the news, and I was like, okay, how is that a thing? But I thought they got delisted, maybe. No, they never got them. I, I, Night Dive Studios, I think, who was the original ones, never had development kits from Sony until like way late in the development cycle. Because they ended up putting it on Xbox first, and then it came on Switch afterwards, so. That is surprising. Uh, last bit of news, Anthem Next. Um, this news broke today. There was an audit internally that Bloomberg ran the story on uh, from, I guess it was last week, but we didn't really include it in news. Um, Bioware was going to have a meeting with Anthem developers and kind of see where they got to. Uh, as far as like, what was it 2019 or something when they started to pivot and see what they were going to do with the yeah. with the game and see where they were going to go. They had a, um, a small team. I think it was like, what, 30 people or something like that? It was, it was a small, small team. Right. Looking to to pivot Anthem into something else. And I, I think I bought a copy of Anthem with the hopes that I would buy into this new vision or whatever. Um, They say it best on The Verge. After putting a pin in short-term updates and expansions to focus on a longer-term redesign, EA announced today that it will be canceling its planned revamp of the game Anthem called Anthem Next. But the company plans to keep Anthem's live service running as it exists today. So don't look forward to updates or anything else. 
Bioware does have other projects in the works, including Dragon Age 4, according to Bloomberg's Jason Schreier. The team, small team that was working on Anthem's redesign will now be working on the sequel to Dragon Age. Uh, yeah, there's your 30 people. It was reported last May that an incubation team of about 30 people was tasked with reworking Anthem. Um, so no more support. Yeah, I think they, I think they were doing it based off of um, player support was their original role. And uh, we didn't link it on there, but I think Rebecca Valentine and IGN had a pretty good article on there where she broke down about um, the head of EA Studios where they were deciding at this point they're leaving the, the fit of their IPs up to the studios and is no longer being dictated by EA. Uh, she noted that uh, uh, Respawn still has fate over this Titanfall license. Oh. It's up to, it's, they said it's up to them if they want to make the games. They're not dictating it anymore. Um, I think the same thing was said about Anthem. Uh, I think she said her counterpoint was why they decided to go away from Anthem next was because uh, DICE had the same issue with uh, Battlefront 2 on um, uh, last-gen consoles, PS4 and uh, Xbox One, where they had a lot of um, fan criticism, and they took that feedback and they turned it around quickly versus something they couldn't do with Anthem. So I guess that's why they felt Bioware. I think she, the way she painted it was Bioware decided to move away from Anthem versus EA did. So... And that's and she also noted in there in that article that hey you know you could get something from Titanfalls up to respawn, so it's whatever they want to do at this point. So that's that's good news and bad news coming out of that. EA is not these this ultimate villain pulling the plug on these projects. The the studios are getting more leeway to make those calls. Yeah, so Bioware has decided to you know that that wasn't worth that investment. I don't recall the the person who's running that that program over there in EA, but I know she's she's been with the company I think for 25 years. So she came from uh, Westwood Studios that did the Command and Conquer series. So she's been there for a while. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Maybe there will be a Titanfall. Maybe there'll be another Medal of Honor for VR, which apparently didn't go over too hot. Yeah, she according to that. I mean, if it's based off what they said, if it's I guess it's up to them to make those pitches and believe they can turn a franchise and make a sell off of it. So they have free reign to do what they want with it. So. So no more Anthem. We need to play that build that's out there for now before it disappears forever because the single player is tied to the online. Ooh. We at least need to try it out. I think I think friend of the show, Dale, put like 25, 30 hours <laughs> into Anthem. And I think we uh, all bought that copy that same day and he put the most in there. I know. I know. I was about to say, I think I bought him that copy. I, I spent the $5 for Dale to get his 30 hours we out We waited in that freaking long-ass line in the GameStop. Oh. Did we get anything else, or did I just get, like, two copies of Anthem? I got some backwards compatible stuff, right? I don't know. I think uh, for whatever reason, that was the, the day I decided to buy uh, Far Cry Primal, and I had it. Oh, yeah, we all bought Far Cry Primal. <laughs> it's out of print. Never, we need to get it. I didn't say that. I'd never seen it this cheap before. I, I, was like, I didn't say it was out of print. <laughs> that game had value, and I was like, it was with less than $20. It was time to buy. I waited patiently. It was 10 We all jumped for 10 Because yeah. for whatever reason, that game never dropped. I don't think I don't, think it, I don't think it was very good Far Cry, but for whatever reason that game was held its value. I don't know. I don't that was one of the first of their reskins, right? Wasn't that Far Cry Four with the prehistoric mapping over Far Cry Four stuff? It was basically it was how like New Dawn. New Dawn was the Far Cry Five. Far Cry Primal was the yep. Far Cry Four. It was like a separate. It could have been in uh, expansion pack. It could have been because there was like it had nothing to do with that universe or the themes was completely different. So. I don't mind it, and fans of Far Cry seem to not have minded that, so. I know, look at Ubisoft now, they're not doing fucking AAA titles like that anymore, so. <laughs> so they say, we'll see. Oh, we got a date for our Watch Dogs multiplayer, my $30 game, is. <laughs> I might actually play it online with you. 
We I can't that, remember the date though. I think it's early March. Oh, we're gonna do sit in front of that uh mirror building and just look at the ray tracing on there and see the mirror effect. <laughs> That's it. Turn it on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off. This is next gen. We're living it. <laughs> what was I playing? What was I playing that I was good to joke had ray tracing in it? Oh, Lego Star Wars 2 for the Xbox. The kids the kids have moved on to that. And I was looking at some of the reflections like in the Death Star and stuff. I was like, holy shit, this you is ray what? tracing. Look at this. Just go ahead, go ahead. And we were already on uh games played. Just go ahead. Ah, let's segue. Yeah. Let's go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, you're already right. in there. The kids have left the licensed hell of Shrek 2 behind, and they have moved on to Lego Star Wars 2, the original trilogy for the for the original Xbox, uh, which is quite the game, much like Shrek 2. Uh, it's not as funny. Like, the Lego games I've played lean way more into the, the satire of the series and things like that, and they don't they don't do a lot of leeway with it. Like, there's not a lot of humorous cutscenes or anything like that. But this was and, one of the first ones, right, though, before they started going all that route? Yeah, right now we're in Tatooine still. Yeah, this I, is yeah, this is still early on in that Telltale. Because I think the fir- the first one I remember Traveler's Tales was what Indiana Jones is when they were starting doing the zany bullshit. And, I think yeah. yeah, and this was before that because this is the original Xbox. I think this game was on 360 also. I think this might have been like PSP, DS, Wii, 360, PS2. This might have been one of those games. I think this was before. Yeah, they. Yeah, yeah I, I won't get on too on it, but I think you're right. This is when you know 360 yeah. was hot, and they were like, let's put every game we got on there. Uh, but they're playing it on the original Xbox because I've kind of we've got a setup in the game room and they've kind of honed in on that. And I'm like, all right, you can only pick a game with the green case. You got to you got to find one. That's why they've done like Monkey Ball and Shrek 2 and stuff. Uh, I think it's a really good game. Uh, the John Williams score is awesome. Uh, the Lego building is, you know, you'll find something and have to like bust up a tree or something. And then it'll put those bricks down and you build the bricks and then it turns into something else. And. Like they they that formula was perfected pretty early on, and this is this is a good iteration of that. My oldest child has really taken off with this game. There are some games that have clicked with her partially, and some that were kind of so-so. She loves this game for some reason, and I don't you know she has no affinity for the Star Wars license. She hasn't. Maybe I'm a bad dad. They haven't seen <laughs> the original trilogy yet, but she has like nothing for the series. But she's really enjoying switching between the characters and doing certain things that they'll have to do. Like she's picked up on the cues. Um, there's a, the level we're on now with Tatooine, you switch between Luke, uh, Ben Kenobi, and then you have the two bots, uh, two bots, the two droids following you around. So there's certain things that you'll have to do to activate like a switch or something that will only be something for R2. And she'll see the panel and go up to it as maybe Luke. And she'll see the R2 logo and be like, okay, I got to go back and get, she calls him to do D2 or something. It's a funny. She comes up, It's close. She has it a works. totally different name. And then uh, um, she call, what does she call 3PO? It's it's nowhere close to that. I can't even come up with it. But uh, she'll see the icon on it and then want to go switch to that character and do, you know, it's just an action button to complete whatever it is that they have to do. And then uh, Bantha, she, I should have written these down. She had a name for Banthas. You can ride the Banthas at some point. She's like, Dad, let's get on these things. And there's only one of them. I'm like, go ahead, I'll watch. And I'm, just, I'm just sitting <laughs> below the Bantha watching her like slowly move around to the Bantha. You don't really do anything with it, but move around real slow. Um, her younger sister is not as entertained. Uh, she tries to get her to play it. And then when she declines... Dad, will you play? And I'm like, uh, I have so little game time. This is probably not what I would pick. But sure, let's go. Lego Star Wars 2 for original Xbox. Let's go. It's better than the DS1. Let's go DS. DS1 wasn't bad. <laughs> they hadn't they hadn't perfected it by then. 
Uh, so we played some Lego Star Wars 2. That's her jam right now. Uh, we played some more Cat Mario. We are on World 3 now. And we might be reaching the point where we can no longer play as a team or as a family. Uh, <laughs> the the coaching uh, experiences are far too frequent now where I have to pause the game and be like, all right, family, let's decide. We all need to know what we're doing here. And, I found uh, out I found out how to bubble. Oh, what's the button? We need to know. L and R at the same time. Press and hold. Okay, L1 and R1 or L2 and R2? No, uh, one, one and one. The, the front ones? Yeah. The thin ones? Yeah. Shoulder buttons are triggers. Shoulder buttons are triggers. All right. We're going to have to do that. That's why uh, I just said L and R because it would be Z, L, Z, and R, Z or whatever. That's L2 and R2. You shut your mouth. <laughs> we know what those buttons are. Yeah, whatever the bullshit Nintendo spin is. Yeah. Like, you know, only like on the 3DS XL where they put it on the inside of it. I hate that shit. Yeah. Because I, I did it by accident, and I was like, all right, everybody stop. I'm going to figure this shit out. Finally. And, yeah, we finally figured it out. Perfect. Does that make it easier? Are y'all still playing as a unit? And you yes. can see the make a video and put on YouTube on how to do it. Hey, I would have watched. <laughs> I would have Googled it and watched. Hey, man, it would have been five seconds. That would have been well worth a lot of people's times. I'm Brent. Here's a pro controller. Here's what you need to do to bubble your character. And <laughs> These two buttons. Mario 3D World. Like, subscribe, and hit the, hit the button on top. Check out our podcast every Wednesday night on Twitch. YouTube. Yeah, that could have been a good opportunity. Yep, for, uh, all, the late, for all the latest in um, erotic visual novels. <laughs> erotic. <laughs> uh, but our coaching sessions turn into yelling sessions. Like, somebody's way back here. Like, you got to speed up, and you're way far ahead. You have to come back. We're all losing. Uh, we Two of us see a green star up there. You're so fucking far up here. You need to come back. You're not even... We're going to screw each other and, and fall in a hole somewhere. It's just turned into a whole thing, and we've we veered a little bit away from it. And this is what I did last time I played it. I just need to play this game by myself and, and enjoy it for the single-player experience it is. But we're all together. It was her birthday present. We laugh. It is the Cat Mario game, so I just have to be like, all right, we'll just go through this at whatever pace it is. But I do want to check out like the Bowser's Fury part of it at some point. Um uh, that's all of that one. I did my uh, tinkering session that I was telling y'all was switching all the Wii um, emulators back to composite or um, interlaced video so they wouldn't freak out on my non-HD CRT. Uh, messing around with Super Metroid just kind of to see how it would look. I'm done with my CRT game. I've, I've talked about this back and forth. Like That is the CRT I'm going with. It's a Trinitron KV... 2742 i think is the model uh s video only and i've got i got an s video cord for the wii now so i've got everything on s video that is so everything is hooked up to it i've got dreamcast saturn uh super nintendo xbox ps2 slash ps1 and then i don't know if i said wii or not but that's wii and gamecube together so Pretty much everything under the sun. The Turbo Graphics isn't hooked up, and the NES isn't hooked up. But I kind of have a, I have a composite only TV for both of those, and I don't play those a whole lot because the NES is on the emulator too. So if I get a, I think if I get a mad itch, I'll just hook it up on that, or I'll hook it up on that other TV. Uh, I've also settled my, my uh, next gen TV debacle. I sent Cesar a picture earlier, Brian. I haven't, I haven't told you. A uh, friend of the show, Michael, helped me procure a LG. OLED, the CX55 is the one I went with. So 
I'm done with that. I haven't set it up yet. Still in the box. That's going to be a whole thing this weekend, getting everything hooked up and set up and turn on everything and turn off other things and that kind of stuff. Uh, I wore, this might be a strategy for you, Brent. I, I wore the misses down with just talking about it all the time. Like, oh, this TV is pretty nice. It, it does. It's going to do everything I want it to do for the next five years. And she finally was like, and I mean, she kind of knew it too, but she was like, you've compromised with a lot of stuff. You try to make this work. You try to make this work. And they're decent panels. We'll put them somewhere, but get what you want. And a uh, friend of the show, Michael, kind of offered me a good deal through a, a, a discount he was able to procure. So I was like, all right, let's go. Let's do this. So maybe I'll have some reviews of that uh, next week. I got to see, because I don't have a Series X, I got to see what I can really get frame rate wise out of the PS5 that I own. Cesar, do you know anything that I currently have that I can really push with that? I mean, like, Control is going to look good, so I'll be happy with with firing up Control and checking it out on there. I don't have Dirt. I know Dirt's 120 frames per second, and that's a Games with Gold title for Xbox. I'm like, damn it. Maybe we'll get it next month for PlayStation. Uh, Cesar, you could loan me Call of Duty campaign. Mm. <laughs> well, what, what games you got? Um, Watch Dogs. Mortal Kombat. And what is my other physical skew? You know, I have the I have the digital ones we've all gotten through PlayStation Plus. Do you, I got have, one Miles, do you have Miles Morales? I don't have Miles Morales. I was about to say it wouldn't it wouldn't be 120, but I mean that uh 60 frames a second with ray tracing and all it it's good. Yeah, I know it'll look good on that OLED too. What's my other physical game? What did I buy? Now I have we, to know. I have we three. Know, we know it's not Demon's Souls. We know that. It's not Demon's Souls. <laughs> I have three PS5 games. I have Watch Dogs. I have Mortal Kombat. It's probably your, uh, the Zelda ripoff. What's it called? Yep. That's it. <laughs> Immortals, Phoenix Rising. That's it. Uh, Good job, Cesar. Uh, Ubisoft Breath of the Wild, as, as I've termed. I think I got it for like 25 bucks. I had to jump after playing that demo before. Um, so, I. Yeah, I don't. Uh, there's not really too many 120 frames per second games. I mean, uh, you, do you, you don't have Neo? No, you don't like Dark Souls type games. That's that's a dumb question. I'm sorry. Um, I wish uh, uh, Dirt had a demo. I would want to see how it would perform on that. I'm trying to talk friend of the show Jeremy into bringing his uh, Series X over here so I could see some Halo. But I'm also afraid. I told Cesar when Cesar saw the TV I had, I was like, all right, start the clock. Let's see when I get a Series X now. It's gonna start weighing on me that I'm not I'm not getting Halo at the max. Yeah. The, the only thing you need to make sure I mean you got the TV you just gotta get make sure you have the HDMI cable and then then the yeah. console that's it. I mean it's not that difficult so. Yeah. It seems like so far though there's more Xbox titles geared towards it but I think that's just because they've they've had that mantra of it's the best way to play and that kind of stuff so. <sighs> oh fuck I mean I can sit here and. I Googled it earlier, and there I think Godfall okay. had some sort of advantage, but it wasn't anything that I was... I know uh, Gran Turismo's probably going to take advantage of it, and I Which, know Ratchet Clank's going to look good on that OLED, yeah. too. We didn't say it, but Gran Turismo got delayed till 2022. Ah, that was in the news. There was a bunch of stuff from that PlayStation Press uh, release that we could have gone over, but it, we hit the major bits from it. That'd yeah. be fun. I mean, we got that State of Play we'll talk about next week. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, State of Play State tomorrow. Of play tomorrow. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll have more news on that front so and they're keeping with that sony fashion where they're just gonna like we're just showing what we talked about from the last one with updates and some new stuff so yeah 
there will still be a nugget here or there. Like we had that whole Nintendo Direct, and then we got this uh, Neo Geo thing out of nowhere, the Neo Geo Pocket Color collection out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Did they say there was going to be a physical version of that? Did I read uh, that somewhere? They they highly said that that was going to happen. Yeah. I just think, I mean, most of those, um, I, just I, know, think, I, guess, I think they're like eight bucks a piece, right? Yeah. I think what they've done recently, I think through Sony, SNK go, goes through limited run for their games. And then I think was it like Picks and Picks and Love? I think it's in the European distribution is the one it does for Switch and PS4. So I guess they didn't say anything yet because I guess they're probably working on who's going to handle the that distribution and whether or not those are going to be like limited run type things or not. That makes so, sense. That makes sense that there's a delay on that. So they, all of those the way they inferred it's like we're getting a physical copy, but they didn't want to give any information out yet. So right. I uh, played. I did not play Sea of Thieves. I uh, played more Halo. My, my new position is allowing me lunch skits, as I've turned it, termed it before. So we played like probably three or four times over the past week, uh, just getting in a solid hour at lunchtime. Uh, there's a so when we play on Saturday nights, there's a wide breadth of players. There's people that destroy us. There's people we compete with pretty regular, and then there's people we roll. There is no in-between on through the week. It's either Halo gods that we go up against, and it's just not even competitive, or we roll noobs. It just puts us in a group that we just we just go through these people. So the competition definitely, maybe that's a weekend skew versus like a, you know, through the week thing. But a friend of the show, Dale, has been able to, to play a lot with us through the week. So that's been cool. His schedule is a little bit different than ours. Uh, we actually, his birthday was this past week. So usually uh, I talk about Halo a lot, but it's myself, a uh, friend of the show, Russell, a uh, friend of the show, Dale, and friend of the show, Jeremy. And we all get together. And uh, uh, Dale's birthday was this past week. So uh, we played the day before his birthday, and we all changed our clan tag to Teabag Dale. <laughs> so so we were all waiting in the room, and uh, it's something we've we've said before. Like, I mean, we're all on the same team, but there will be some random things. Like, Teabag Dale, <laughs> Dale's body's down. And uh, <laughs> so Dale locks on it. <laughs> when Dale logged on on his birthday, he sees Teabag Dale. He's like, really, guys? He actually saw Jeremy's first, so he pivots yeah. to <laughs> the anger's like immediately focused at Jeremy. <laughs> like, Jeremy, really? Come on, man. And hey man, it's Teabag uh, Dale. Teabag Dale, right. Dale Maz. Uh, uh, so, before you go on, I apologize. I don't want to interrupt you. Uh, Borderlands, no, Borderlands Three and Destiny Two are both 120 frames per second. Okay, I can try out both of those then. I might, I might do some Borderlands and see what it's like. But uh, he directs the anger at Jeremy first, and then sees that we all have Teabag Dale, and he's like, "All right, thanks, guys." And then I notice the next time we all play, <laughs> when we when we boot into the room and we see all of our clan tags. Uh, teabag Dale, Teabag Dale, Teabag Dale. And his says, I'm Dale. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to own it. He bought into it, man. I was like, all right, let's 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 do this. You did it, man. So uh, good times continue with Halo. Uh, on the suggestion of Cesar, and this has probably been a couple months back, he was talking about the Ever Evercade, uh, an R- a, a portable cartridge-based console by Blast from uh, the U.K., and ended up having like some random Best Buy certificates, and they're selling it now. It used to be an Amazon exclusive, but uh, Best Buy actually has the Evercade now. So I, I got the the cartridge pack that you get with. It's like a deluxe package for a hundred dollars. Comes with the console and three cartridge packs, which between those three is like forty something games. Um, I sent Cesar, <laughs> my bad dude. I didn't know that Evercade fanzine was like fifty megabytes. 
I sent it to you, and it's like slowly trying to open this PDF. It's like 50 medics on there. I was like, like well, I had to look at it and like, guess what? I was like, is this porn? I almost stopped in the middle of it. I, like, I don't want to get this on my phone. I was like, I, I don't want this in my messages. I was like, so I just sent it to him as a link. Like, I was on my iPad. I was at home. I didn't really think about it. And it's like this big ass fanzine PDF. It's like, my bad. It was, just, it was just some dude shitting on a Atari collection. Yeah, what you enjoy. This game sucks. This game yeah. sucks. I, was, <laughs> I, did, I didn't try that one out. I bought, so I have the three that it comes with, which is Atari collection. What is that? Atari collection one. Uh, Data East Collection 1. There's the game I played. Um, Midnight Resistance is the game I played. It's kind of like a Contra slash uh, Metal Slug type game. It's hard as shit. I mean, you can give yourself unlimited credits, but it's hard as shit. But the soundtrack was incredible. I'm listening to this like, holy hell. Uh, You guys need to check out Midnight Resistance on the Data East Collection cartridge. And then you also get the Interplay cartridge, which has Clay Fighter. Boogerman, Earthworm Jim, Battle Chess. What is that? I can't tell what that says. Or that one. So there's two other games on that that are not included. And I also bought the Pico Collection 1, I think. It has a bunch of like JRPGs and stuff on it, which was the only way to get RPGs on this so far. And I got the... What was the other collection I picked up? Pico Collection... I don't see the other one I got. Maybe I got the other Atari collection. Oh, Mega Cat Studios. Uh, this one has Coffee Crisis, Little Medusa, Odd Towers, Log Jammers. It just has some random shit on it. And I was like, yeah, let's try this out. Uh, but I don't have a lot into it. I did the firmware update. They highly recommend you do that to fish, fix some like audio crackling issues with it and stuff like that. So I ran that right off the rip. Uh, pretty cool, man. Pop a cartridge in, play. You got headphones, uh, great D-pad. Real clicky uh, shoulder buttons. It's a lot of fun. It seems like a cool thing to collect for. And the cartridges are only 20 bucks a piece. So, good way to get into that that mode again. And I've been on a handheld kick. I, I, I bought that uh, Amberneck emulator portable device. But I haven't messed around with that too much. Not enough to talk on. So, I'll probably talk about that later on. I started going into the weeds of... I think it runs retro arch. So I was like messing with a bunch of the filters and things like that. And I ended up breaking like my PS one games were split in half. Like I would see the full screen. It would be like Castlevania symphony of the night on one half of the screen. I'm like, what the fuck did I do? So I have to go in the settings and start screwing around with like trying to figure out how to split that off. And it ended up being like these weird filters and stuff, but I'll touch on that when I play it some more, just like putting that new firmware on the Evercade. I've read with that one, there's like a custom firmware you can flash on that Amberdick thing that lets you put like better versions of the emulators than just what comes on the card that they ship you. Uh, so that was Lego Star Wars 2, the original trilogy for Xbox with kids. Uh, Super Mario 3D World, wishing I played it without kids. Um, <laughs> I'm joking, of course. I love my family. It's a good family exercise. Uh, I bought an OLED. I have not played anything on it yet. Halo with friends. Uh, never forget to teabag Dale. It's a constant struggle. Evercade Arcade Collections, the new portable that lets you play cartridges. I'm trying to run through this stuff so we don't like lose people. No, you're fine. And we, we follow I, you. Well, I've, I've noticed some other podcasts doing that, and I'll I'll do that. Like I'm listening to somebody, and I'm, I'm like five minutes into their speech, I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? And I have to rewind to figure out what it was that they were saying. And the Ambernick um, portable console emulator extraordinaire, which I haven't played that much of. Is that it? No Metroid Prime updates. 
I started Resident Evil 4. That was one of the... I wanted to try the Wii version on the 4x3 um, uh, non-progressive CRT to just kind of see how it played. Because the, the GameCube version also is in Letterbox, So you're not missing anything by playing Letterboxd 4x3 for the Wii version. So if, you're, if that's a hang-up for you, like it is for me with my weird bullshit, don't let it be. But just from the opening bit of that game where you're in that one room with the dude and he turns on you with the axe and you're having to like line it up with the Wii remote, that game is intense as shit right off the rip. You hear that like pounding, you hear that crazy music and uh, then you like you can't go out the door you came in, you have to jump out a window and there's like three villagers after you. That game is relentless from the start and it's atmospheric and... Resident Evil 4 is a classic, man. I, I, we bring it up, it seems like, every other week. I, I want to do it on a stream. So that's why we got to beat your Ashley part. It's, uh, like my, it's like my ultimate goal. <laughs> I'm a good bit of ways on the PS4 uh, version, so. We can pick up from there. Who um, knows? I've been fucking around on that and fucking around Resident Evil 6 on the side. So. Siete. Cs. Not Siete. Yes. You beat Siete last week. Uh, perfect segue to your Resident Evil playthroughs. Go ahead, Cesar. Oh, that was weeks ago, man. The only thing I've been oh, playing is uh, uh, Ease 8. I don't talk about everything I play. We'll be here all day. Uh, I finished up uh, Ease 8. Uh, beat that. Um, nothing How really was changed. It? it was damn good, man. Yeah. It's probably, it's probably one of the best games I've ever played. Um, oh, shit. The story on there is so fucking good, man. It's like the, the beginning of that game, they get you, uh, like, they just kind of feed you nuggets of the story as you go through. Like, uh, you're castaways trying to get off this island. Yeah. And then as you go through the island, then you find out, like, uh, there's a bigger story to tell. Like, I think the last week I talked about, you got to the point where I got, uh, where I met uh, Dana and, uh, or Donna. And, uh, like, Hermosa of Dana. And, uh, kind of like where she lives into the, the past. And there's a segments in there where you get these crystals and you kind of interact with her and you'll, you'll mess with certain aspects in the past where you have to alter the landscape for something happens in the future. So like if you get to an area in the present and there's like an island and it's destroyed, um, she'll print like a spirit tree in the past and then it'll reconstruct that area for you to explore. Um, outside of that, as you go through the story, man, um, after you get used to the gameplay, because nothing really changes much in the gameplay aspect of it since I brought, I brought it last time. But then the story-wise, you go through and you find out that um, this uh, great tree is what kind of handles uh, the judgment of life. Um, it was done by the Earth Spirit, and um, she created it. And it's like a tree of evolution. So you end up meeting these wardens of um, the, the past, or Ethel, uh, of the past, and they uh their previous uh species that were deemed uh no longer needed for the world and so whatever happens it's like this tree basically fosters growth and then at some point it, it uh, moves forward it's like a tree of evolution it moves forward and it forces the the world to evolve so you have these previous species that kind of like um they they choose one like alpha out of that species to uh become a warden and and kind of like uh see everything oversee everything as their their species dies out and the species all are very similar to like uh, Zelda characters. I mean, you have one that was water based, one that's insect based, one's like a ox based, which is like the Goron based ones, and then you have one that's like a, a sky based ones. Where uh, as they go through and they they watch their um, society goes down, and you find out that uh, Donna was uh, one for the Etarians. She was a warden for them, uh, and that's why her species died out. And so they chose Adol, the main character of this game, to be the new warden. And so Donna kind of tries to help them out and stops it from happening. Um, and then you go through this whole process where 
you uh, try to destroy the tree of evolution and they end up stopping it. And um, I think uh, Donna, uh, Donna ends up giving up her life in exchange because you find out that the whole world that you have been living in this whole time has been a, uh, a dream, the dream of the earth spirit. And they finally woke her up. And as they woke her up, the world was getting destroyed. And so Donna like sacrificed her uh, life to um, kind of like rebuild that dream. And so like a, you, you later on towards the end of the game, you find out she becomes the goddess of Korea, um, goddess of evolution. She fosters and takes care of that tree and she helps uh, society evolve. So she decides the next stage of evolution. So that's how the game ends out. Mm. Mm. Uh, it's pretty good, man. The story's damn good, and Donna's a very well-written character. I like her a lot, man. I, that I'm, I'm, I ended up firing up Ease Nine, uh, and I'm at the very end of that. Uh, uh, Monster Knox. Um, at the final chapter, I probably got one more dungeon to go, and I'll beat it. I'll beat it probably after we finish recording here. I'm at the very end. Uh, it, that is also a very good game. Uh, they, this one, the difference was is they kind of this one takes place after. It, it's kind of muddy when you look at E's because you have E's eight and then you have E six, E seven, and then E's nine. So nine takes place after uh, seven. Uh, he uh, Otto walks into uh, Balduk, which is a Roman prison city, and he gets captured. And you you, you get kind of like these hints in the like, and it, the series kind of follows through. Like in E's eight, there's uh, there's some Romans you help on the island castaways, and they kind of warn you like, hey. The Roman government knows about your your venturing lifestyle and all these conquests and all the stuff you've done. You bring a lot of attention. And they always they kind of like ease to let them know, like, hey, they're looking for you, man. Just letting you know. Just be careful. And it all comes to down to ease nine. Ease nine, he gets arrested immediately by the Roman government and, and is charged. Uh, and so um, they kind of like, it's funny because they kind of like question him, like, hey, how come you always come across these artifacts with like these uh, treasures and everything and then you always lose them? It's like, Every other game, like you, you built these games where you get the, the most powerful weapons, and then he loses them to start the next game. So like they, they have these little things that kind of poke fun at him, like that Metroid and, style. Yeah. So they kind of make fun of him, like, oh, you're always you're always on a ship that shipwrecks somewhere. Like it's like the commonalities of the series, and they kind of poke fun of him. These nine, like they have a they have somebody like that's asking <laughs> the tropes. Him, like, yeah, like they're going through the tropes and give him shit about it. And he's like, I'd never noticed those some of his his answers. It's like I didn't that's know. Cool. Does that really happen all the time? Um. So basically, he gets locked in this prison city called Balduke. Um. And as he escapes, he gets in, he gets turned into a uh, monstrum, which is like a uh, I don't know what they, the fuck they are. They're kind of like a they go into details later on about they're like demigods or something like that. So they have like these abilities, and so um, they they get pulled into these battles, which are kind of like raids, uh, like um, uh, defense. Like those uh, tower defense games, tower so defense. where you you have to you have to protect this uh, pillar, and you have uh, these um, enemy waves coming at you, and you have to survive. It's something that he did in Ease Eight, and they kind of like uh, expanded upon it, and they throw you in this uh, group uh, crew with a bunch of different other monstrums that has different abilities. Um, you start off auto by himself, and then as you go through the chapters, they get that dedicated chapter for each different monstrum, like the White Cat, the Raging Bull, uh, the Renegade, uh, the Feral Hawk. Uh, the doll, they all have like these code names and they all have different abilities. And so Ease 8 uh, was the first one where they introduced like you can do these different characters um, to go through the game. You don't have to play as Adol, you can switch over to Lexia or Sahad or Rakota. And, you know, they have their different types of styles of attacks. They're either uh, attack base, uh, pierce base or more of a power base characters and they play a little bit differently. This one they kind of expanded upon in Ease Nine a little bit differently. Yeah. So each character follows that aspect where they have Pierce, uh, Standard Attack, and Heavy, and, but they have different abilities. So like White Cat can run up walls. Um, 
Adol becomes the Crimson Knight, uh, where he can use a line of sight and he can go to different perches and, and zoop to him. And you have the Renegade; it turns into a shadow that can go under different doorways and into different crooks and nanny uh, uh, nannies in there. And uh, you have uh, the Raging Bull, which is like a power-based one, which can break walls. Um, and then um, you have the Doll, which has like a third sight, kind of like it's very similar to like Assassin's Creed. Where they have like that glow, the eagle vision, where you can see like stuff that's out of place that'll show you like, oh, there's a collectible here, or there's a trap door here that you have to open up, or you know, kind of gives you more of the environment uh, aspect on there. And then the feral hawk is kind of like like he is. He's like a ability. He gives you the ability to kind of glide through there. Um, so the only difference is like, and, and I'm, I'm going to compare Ease Eight and Ease Nine. So um, Ease Eight was more of a you explore more of the whole island, and Ease Nine they kind of compound you to different uh, to a city, and each city has a different sector. And you have to like a, do the, like a Midgar chapter type thing. Well, like each sector is like central district or a prison area, like the different sectors were different stuff that you can do into her. They block off the sectors by those raids. So you have to like uh, do enough events or quests to get enough Nox points uh, to initiate a raid. And once you beat the raid, you unlock that portion of the city. Uh, so it's not as op- it's uh it's weird because it kind of evolves. It's not as open and big as the A's eight. But it's it's pretty open for what it is because the city has and each sector has different things where you can collect different treasures or different petals or or whatnot in there. They have different collectibles you can do in there. It's not a lot where it's annoying. It's just something that's a part of the series. And so as you go through, they have like a chapter dedicated to each one of the characters. Like you'll get the white cat, and then the next one up you'll get the doll, and then you kind of learn their backstories. And as you go through, and you you find out that they're all adopted, and they all have some commonalities on there, and. And then you find out uh, as you go through, there's two adults running around, which was weird at first, because like there's one you control as a Crimson Key uh, King, and then there's the adult that's still in the prison, which was confusing for me. Uh, I just got to the point where they kind of explained everything. So the whole story about this is like this, and, and this is funny because like everything he has, another trope in this series is like he always has to deal with gods, and this is this one's no different. So in this Balduk city, they have what they call the Hundred Years War, uh, like previously hundreds of years before that, and it was like their version of. Um, what was what was it? We had someone similar. It was like Britain against somebody else, like France, right? It was, it was something similar. They had that kind of uh, that kind of situation. It was like a, it was like against another. Is that the Hundred Years War? Yeah, mm-hmm. this is what they call it, the Hundred Years War, also. And so you have uh, the Hundred Years War, which is like their version of Britain, their version of France. That's kind of fighting it out for a hundred years. Uh, so you have these gods, and they call the Norse uh, uh, mythology kind of like Norse. Because they have one that's similar to like Loki, is like Luki, and then there's like um I forgot what their other god was, and these these two guys chose a side and they kind of fought against each other. So apparently they have these monstrum powers. The monstrum powers are used to fight these raids, and the gods were the ones that handled the raids originally, them and the demigods. And the 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 raids were these monsters were being created from um negative emotions for human beings that have like greed, any of the negative stuff from human beings. These monsters appeared, and the gods kind of regulated. The Hundred Days War uh, ended up killing off those gods. The gods ended up killing each other. So they end up using humans as substitute. So as you go through, you find out that uh, these group of monsters you've been working with are actually uh, all uh, hemoculi, uh, which were like uh, clones. Uh, they uh, were created with alchemy. So they were perfect copies of their bodies and souls. So apparently this is a throwback to the first Ease game where you fought an alchemist. This guy, uh, I think is uh, Zoyak, he, uh, he's the one who he originally started. He was in that war. He's been taking his soul and transferring it to a new body every generation and he's been trying to recreate this uh the saint rose vita uh, i've been thinking a, about doing that what, what were the steps he followed do you remember they didn't go into detail, great then? detail yeah so and, close 
Uh, so he was trying to recreate Rose Vita, which was a girl he was in love with at the time. She was sacrificed after that Hundred Years War, and she was burned at the stake. So apparently, um, never mind. You, uh, they, he takes the genetic material and reclones them. So the original clones from the monsters were the original heroes from the Hundred Years War. He's just been recloning them the whole time and forcing them to fight in that uh, that raid system. So they all find out about that, and they they just been clones this whole time. Uh, as they go did through, they freak out like uh, Cloud did. No, they took it pretty well <laughs> for what it is. So, I mean, they had no choice and it was beyond their control. So uh, as you go through now, you're trying to figure out what his what he calls his master plan. So I don't know what his master plan is. So I don't know what the fuck he's trying to do all this for. But there's a lot of throwbacks to the original Ease games like scattered throughout the series. I mean, there's a you can collect the flower petals and give it to a girl, uh, not Aerith, uh, who's looking for luck. <laughs> uh I already, yeah, I already stopped you before you try to make a joke. I'm like, uh, what game are you comparing here? Um, and she kind of like, uh, she kind of like embodies past female characters that Otto hasn't interacted with from the other Ease games. And she'll like, she'll kind of like, oh, remember I always will keep my eye on you, blah blah blah. And I remember when you helped me out with this. And it's like, she's like, I don't know what I'm talking about. So there's there's a lot of stuff they pay through the history of uh, Ease in that series. Uh, so I'll finish it up today, man. It's it's pretty fucking good. Uh, I do like the the variety in it. it I don't know. They they've done a good job of keeping it fresh for me. Uh, and I think what the 35th anniversary of Ease is next year. And so I know the guy who created the series. He's also uh, the guy's the head of the series is also the head of the Legend of Hero series right now, the Trails series. He's doing both. He wrote the script for Ease Eight. That's probably why I like this so much. Um, he doesn't know what he's gonna do with Ease Ten. Um, their their theories that we're going to get an Ease Five remake, which is the only Ease game we haven't got that was stuck to the Super Nintendo and PS2 in Japan. That'd be he says good. He, uh, maybe they'll do more for it than Nintendo did to acknowledge Zelda's 35th anniversary. So we'll see. Um, yeah, because he said I think the way he hinted at Ease 10 when when he does make an Ease 10 is going to be something completely different. Because that's my only complaint about this game is that it uses the same engine as Eight, so it does look dated. You can look at it and you can if I told you I was playing that on the PS4, you'd probably say, are you sure that looks like a PS2, late PS2, early PS3 game? Uh, it, it does have some jagged edges. I mean, it does have some anti-analyzing issues. It just It is showing its age, that engine on there. Um, I, but I think it's modeled after the Legend of Heroes engine. They, they all use the same engine. I think the the, the new uh, Trolls game coming out this year has a new engine, so I imagine whatever Ease game they make will use that new engine, depending on how good that one looks. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty fucking good. I, I think a I'm at the very end of it, so uh, I like, like I said, I like the variety and, and I, I don't know, man. I might fuck around and uh, fire up some other Ease games. I mean, I'm still in my uh, uh, Nihon uh, Falcom story arc. Uh, I guess that still happened. I haven't gotten to any filler episodes yet, so we'll I see have, what happens. I have Ease book one and two that you can pop into your Polymega. You could. Um, <laughs> I'm look. I'm looking at. Uh, I'm looking at my PSP games. And that's something I I did notice uh, was this one where I have a uh, ease two, and then uh, ease the oath of uh, Felgana, and I just noticed it the other day when I was looking at it. And if you uh, line up the spines, uh, they fucking match between the two games. So. Oh, nice! Because the oath of Felgana is actually ease three. So um, I love when Nintendo Power used to do that with their spine. Because on the PSP, you also have uh, e seven. Uh, then you have Ease 8 on the on the Vita, and then of course uh, you have E6 also on the PSP. The only one we didn't get a digital version of, so that's also on PSP. Yeah, this one has to deal with the weather machine. They talked about that in the Ease 9. It's like, and you and you fought a, a machine that that uh, controls the weather. 
So I was like, oh. like that whole thing when he goes to the prison, they just go down the list of all the shit he did in all the games, and like, <laughs> like you did this, you did that, and he's like, guilty. He's like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. <laughs> he's like, that stuff happened. <laughs> That's great. Because it's always, it always has to do with some god or something like that or something. I think the the best bit on there was um, Dogie, which is a character he travels around with all the games. Dogie the Wall Crusher. I think the only one he hasn't done is uh, East Five. Which is the one I have for PS4, which is uh, also on Vita, which is the uh, Salsetta one. Um, he he made a joke on there where I think when they were East Three, I fired up East Three on the Steam just to see what it looked like, and uh, it was funny. At the very beginning of the game, I think he ran into his childhood like friend who happens to be a girl, and he's like, "Oh, she really grew up." He says, "What am I talking about? Uh, she's gonna fall for you like every other girl does." He just straight broke the fourth <laughs> wall. It's like I don't even know why I get my hopes up, so I'm just gonna not even worry about it. <laughs> So it's like, that's like another trope in that series. Like, whatever the main heroine in that series always falls in love with Adam. He's like, peace, I'm on to my next adventure. I'll never see you again. Uh, <laughs> he's a James Bond that actually acknowledges it. Well, I mean, he, he doesn't even do anything with the girls. He's always, they always confess to him. He's like, uh, he's like, he's always like clueless. He doesn't know what to say. Or he's like, he always reads a situation wrong. So it's like every other main male character in every other uh, Falcom game. They're all like that, where they're all like, 85 girls are on him, and they have no idea. They're just like, oh. Yeah, and everybody's giving him shit, so they're like, oh. Yeah, because, like, the main character in this guy, the main girl in this game is also falling for him, and he's like, I gotta go on my next adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I only love my sword. Literally. Alright, so yeah, that was that, that was, was Ease 8 and Ease 9. Yeah, I'll finish that, uh, I'll finish that probably tonight, depending if we get done with this shortly. Alright, Brant, bring us home. Alright. Uh, like I had mentioned earlier, we're still playing uh Super Mario 3D. And he found the bubble uh, button. Found the bubbles, uh, which kind of helps sometimes. Uh, I, I still don't understand sometimes the uh the route the camera chooses to take. Um, choosing which character to follow. Yeah. Sometimes it follows the one that you know is getting up farther. On the level, and then sometimes I it was you'll player one for the longest time, and it's not. Yeah. It's not, and then sometimes you'll have somebody that falls down. All of a sudden, the camera just decides to follow them, and then if you're up, if if you're up high, then all of a sudden you're in that bubble, and it's taking you down. And if that player that fell all the way down dies, then you're Everyone screwed. Everyone dies. Yep. Yeah. Yes. God so bless that's Mario 3D World. Uh, that that's fun when when stuff like that happens. Um, we got. To the uh, to the ending area where like Bowser's big castle is. Oh, um, I'm trying to remember if that's like area six or seven or something like that. Um, we got I want to say like two or three level. I think three levels in, and we just got on on a level that was just nothing but straight bullshit. And <laughs> I was like, okay, we're I'm like we're we're taking a break. We're we're, we're done here. Yeah. We'll come back to this later. And we, um, me and my son just uh, went into Bowser's Fury. Um, we're still having a lot of fun with that. You got to try that. Um, it's it's it great. Cool. Oh, it, it's great. Like just going around collecting the cat shines, because uh, every uh, every lighthouse has like. I think it's like five different holes that'll that represent all the cat shines you can get um, for that 
specific area around that light lighthouse. Okay. And each area I think has about three different lighthouses that you can get. Um, so the first area is kind of like beachy. The second area that I got to was, um, kind of like iced theme. Um, and we're, we're still going through. It's still, it's still just this whole great experience of exploration, trying to figure out where, uh, there's certain blocks that only Bowser can break when he's going crazy and raging, uh, they're called Fury Blocks. So, I mean, you're walking around, you're seeing those, and as soon as uh, as soon as Bowser appears, uh, you know, my son's like, "We got to go back to those blocks. We got to go back." Because as soon as you break those blocks, you'll get a shine. So we're running, you know, dodging his attacks, giant fireballs and fire blasts and stuff That's falling awesome. from the sky. And then, you know, of course, once you get enough. Uh, Cat shines. You can ring the giant bell and and just go uh, <laughs> kick Bowser's ass and jump on him. Um, so we're having we're still having a lot of fun with that. And we're I, I won't say we're like trying to be completionist uh, completionist about it, but we are trying to like fill up all those little spots on the lighthouses that you know for all the cat shines. I know we right. did it for the first area. Um, and there's just, there's so many cool details in that game. It's just, you, you gotta try it. Um, other, other than that, I, uh, played, I, I booted back up, uh, Bloodstain, um, Ritual of the Night. (laughs) And. Brant's back on his bullshit. Brant's Bloodstain bullshit. Booted up, uh, Classic Mode. Uh, this is 100% Classic Castlevania. Uh, this, I mean, literally you go into classic mode, you boot it up and it is that, that first level is basically one-to-one recreation of, uh, the first level of original Castlevania, uh, on NES. I mean, you have Miriam, uh, Brand, did we lose you? Um, I thought it was just a pause for dramatic effect. Just get, wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it, Marion. Don't look oh, at it, Marion. Wait for it. <laughs> oh, man. Last thing we heard was Marion. Don't look at uh, it. We, we thought you were confessing your love. I was like, oh, man. My back. <laughs> yeah, you are. Okay. Here, you were talking about how much Some you love Marion. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Continue but your anyway. uh, tale of woe with Marion. <laughs> but she's standing there and she's looking Park, at the castle. Uh, Marion. She uh she does the little whip motion and then she walks in and um I mean it's it's she has a little bit of a different move set um it's still like the uh the kind of like the standard like Castlevania jump she does the whip motion um she also has a slide and if you uh tap jump twice she does a backflip uh so there's a little bit more um of range of motion uh, doing this, but it's, I mean, it's classic Castlevania style, just set up side scrolling. Um, I mean, you have like the little 2d stairs and stuff you can go up and all the, all the music is, is eight bit, uh, style and it's, Oh, it's, it's so good. And I mean, you go through the first stage and it's, it basically does mirror the first stage in Castlevania, uh, one, (laughs) There's something like that when you die. (laughs) 
It's not do 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 do. It's close. It's like the vanilla ice version. They, <laughs> no, ours is. They are. Do 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 do. Then you're hanging off the balcony. They are towing the line of infringement on that Konami property. Who's gonna come after them? Yeah, I mean, what are gonna do? Like. Here's a license we don't do anything with. Stop it. I know. Yeah. And of course, the the first uh, boss is even a bat, just like Excellent. the original Castlevania. It's it's good. Spam and so his ass I, with the axe. And after you go through that, uh, it even goes to the the stage showing the uh, the map of the castle, and it, Miriam she comes and walks across. So I mean, it is it is classic Castlevania Sweet. at its at its best. Uh, of course, that still comes with some of the classic Castlevania bullshit because um, you even get um, in this game. Of course, they're not Medusa heads, but you get the shit flying across and the bat, the little bats and stuff coming. Uh, and you can pick your your difficulty: easy, uh, medium, hard, uh, and then so no medium, no. Uh... My hard because <laughs> on my first playthrough i went through and i got gosh there were like two more levels to go up but i got to this level that was like a clock tower and i was like i'm never getting to the top of this fucking clock tower it was such it's a, a pain game series brand <laughs> and uh but i went ahead and i tried uh, a different mode because there is one more mode if you go into classic mode and you're on the uh screen uh, before you start game, if you put in the Konami code, you unlock uh, <laughs> 1986 mode, which best uh, year. Uh, this is debatable. <laughs> it it ups the difficulty, uh, so it's it's another form of difficulty as well as it takes away that slide and that backflip. Uh. She 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 jumps stiffer. Uh, you. When you're going up or downstairs, you can't jump. Um, it's like putting like Mega Man One mechanics on like yeah. Mega Man Four. Yeah. It, it it's it straight puts it in that old like Castlevania like style. That. Yeah. So I went through and I got I think I did like the first like three levels on that before I was like okay this is it's a it's a it's a it's a bit too much on that same same it's, level. Is this what we got added to Bloodstained instead of the promised? Was Bloodstained the game I'm thinking of where we were promised like a boss rush or something else and then we ended up just getting like maybe it was these two modes instead? Yeah, I believe Am I so. thinking of the right game? They've they've got something else and I know they're still planning on adding even more but this, I mean, they keep even though it's taken them a while, yeah. they keep adding shit to this game. I mean, you're playing it, I'm not going to knock it but it almost seems like ukulele, or uh, not ukulele, Shovel Knight, like Okay, let's go on to something new now. Yeah, but they—I mean—they keep adding to it, and you're enjoying it. So hey, let's let's yeah. go. I mean, they added. Yeah, they yeah. they did add the classic mode. They've added um, a couple different characters that you can play through the game as, and um, I played through the whole game. Uh, what was it last year? I think it was. And you talked I mean, about it on here. Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, I I think it. It's similar to Symphony of the Night, but I mean, in some ways, it, it tries too hard um, to add a bunch of new mechanics in, in a in a few respects. But uh, all in all, it is a it is a pretty good game. Af- of course, after they patched the hell out of it and <laughs> fixed it, because I know right. that when that game originally came out, it was it was a mess. It's not um, the only one, so it's, it's fine. Yeah. 
Um, and then other than that, I finally started uh, Resident Evil 7. Oh. Jeez, that game is so damn intense. Uh, <laughs> God bless Resident Evil. Oh, because I know the last time I got, of course, I tried it with VR and I got like into the house and was walking around the kitchen and trying to walk down the hallways and stuff. And I was just like, I was just pouring sweat and shit. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was like, this is not. Oh, this is not going to work. This is not going to work. And, it's more sweat versus uh, going in a sauna. You'd be all right. Yeah. And it turned me off of that game for a while. I was just like, I, I don't know. I can't. I can't. But it, I went it ahead. Did that to, it did that to all of us. I didn't fire it up until it like, uh, we're coming out with eight. Yeah. yeah. It's it, coming out like, oh, I guess I should go through this now. I booted it up. I think I'm a little bit more than an hour in. Um Came in, uh, you know, found the lost girlfriend, uh, went through the basement. Lost it even later, so um, You know, walking around with her as she's having her crazy manic, like, Jekyll Hyde uh, episodes. All that shit's going on. And then um, woke up to uh, dinner with the family. Uh, got to meet them and creepy grandma. She's just like in her wheelchair, not saying anything, but her head follows you around the room. Uh, <laughs> and then I made it to the laundry room, um, which Probably is wash like, your clothes. Yeah. Wash the clothes. Uh, there's a bunch of stinky socks in there. Yeah. Uh, wash, and then wash the delicates, hang the delicates and put them in the dryer. Uh, saw the, uh, the, what was he? he? He was the the officer that was outside the window and told me to meet him at the uh, the garage, uh, and just went through the garage scene. Uh, that was fun, and uh, did all that, and because uh, that 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 was something else. And I'm I'm still not. I'm pretty sure that that character is uh, is gonna come back at some point because I mean it's Resident Evil. Uh, and then made it into the main part of the house. Saw the the shotgun that you were talking about uh, a couple weeks back when you were playing, doing your Neil playthrough. Jones style. Yeah, lift the shotgun up, the door closes behind. I'm like, oh well, yeah. Well, Place the shotgun to... back in there. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have to find out how to do this, and that's uh, that's basically where I am right now. I've, I've you know just barely getting into it, but I mean this. Uh, I was playing it with headphones and everything, but I mean, it was, I, I don't know if I'm going to continue to play it with headphones. It just, it becomes way too real. Uh, but, uh, this game has it in spades, man. You were talking about RE4, how it's just, how it's intense and like, it just keeps coming at you. This game, like it just, it has that straight horror atmosphere tweaked so well because it's it's so isolating and then all of a sudden like you you know something's gonna come you 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 don't know when you don't know around what corner you're gonna turn and one of these crazy people is gonna be right there but uh, it's oh i'm i'm loving it so far and yeah that's that's been it for this week that was what all did you play brant um, Bowser's Fury, Bloodstained Classic Mode, and Resident Evil 7. Resident Evil nope. 7, non-VR. You forgot you got the World 6 and, um, 
Marvel 3D World before you were like, all right, I need to do something else. <laughs> before you tapped out as a family unit. Oh, we got to that level that you uh, posted that clip on. I was like, okay, watch that that fucker over there with that boomerang. He <laughs> like, he will kill all of us. I've seen it I, happen. I showed that clip to my coworker at work. He's like, I would have thrown the console on the ground never played it again. It's like, I haven't played it since. So I was like, after Just that, spiked like, nope. it. <laughs> spiked it to the ground and given up. I said I haven't. I, after that, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I've had my feel. I haven't touched the game, the game since. So, so. All right, where are we at? That's two hours. Recording is at one hour forty eight minutes. We made it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us once again. One hour forty eight for the one hundred forty eighth episode of the No Podcast. Uh, thank you again for joining us this week, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Adios. Adios. We'll be right back.